Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. something to show us quickly for hallelujah we will be having our prayer conference on Friday the November 17th from 10 p.m. to 2:30 a.m. the title the theme of the prayer conference is leaping over limitations it's gonna be an intense prayer conference Please, we are all enjoying to come 10 to 12.30 a.m. And on Saturday, we'll be having uh, our I mean, prayer conference and sessions and seminars from 12 to 4 p.m. On Sunday, by the grace of God, will be, it will be the Yazim takeover and uh, the takeover for this uh, the program for this is actually this have you? leaping over limitations so please come the Lord God Almighty will meet you at your very point of need and heavy limitations will be rolled away in Jesus name Amen praise the name of the Lord well it's um, wonderful to be in front here this day and um, I want to um, welcome my mommies in the house. Thank you very much. I will reserve the proper introduction uh, for later. Please just I beg your pardon for now. Um, today, by the grace of God, as we know that this month, <clears throat> the theme of, um, of this month in Jesus Worship Center 
<clears throat> has been divine elevation. Divine elevation. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So we've been talking about how we can be lifted and there's been quite a number of discussions in this regard. But today, the words we are going to consider briefly, I would like to take the theme from the main text from Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. Please, can the media help us to project Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11? And if we can read together, that will be awesome. Can we go? One to go. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man, of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. So the title of this brief message is The Way Up. The Way Up. We all know that for somebody to climb up, you must start from the bottom. Is that not so? <laughs> because you can't say you have climbed up when you just zoom and landed. That means you have not changed level. So for you to climb up, you must start from the bottom. And you know, the bottom refers to grand, grand zero. It is a place, grand zero is a place of no reckoning, the place of no reputation. The message translation of this um, verse that we just read in Philippians chapter 2, I, re I looked at the message translation. It says, Think of yourself the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status, no matter what. Not at all. He said, when the time came, he set, him, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. So as we are discussing about divine elevation and the way up today, I want to tell all of us precisely that there will be a time when we will be tested for our promotion, for our elevation. There will be a time. There has to be a time. The time came for Jesus. When the time came, he dropped all the privileges that he had because he knew that was his glorious time. I pray you will not miss your time in the name of Jesus. So, Let's look briefly at the way hope as demonstrated by Jesus Christ in this passage that we have read. The first thing that we saw is that Jesus set aside his privileges. He set aside his privileges. Privilege. 
I looked at privilege in the, in the dictionary and I saw privilege is, is an ability. Is you know, your ability to be able to do something either physically or mentally. You have some extraordinary potential within you. Privilege can also be a class. A class can be understood in terms of whether your economic status, your political lineage or whatever you belong to, you know, social status. So a privilege, a privilege can be a class. Jesus Christ was royal, is royalty. God himself. But he set aside this class. Privilege. We can acquire privilege by our education. So I have PhD in that. I have also PhD in that. And I'm so far educated beyond everybody that I see. I mean, I, I don't have a PhD. I'm just joking. But, you know, but, you know we can get to that stage that we start looking at, I'm educated. I'm educated. So that's a privilege. You know, but whatever it is, we saw that Jesus set aside all the privileges he had. He set aside all the privileges he had. The other way <clears throat> that Jesus demonstrated this is that he also took on himself the form of a servant. Jesus, God himself, became a servant and took on the limitations of the human body. Jesus was the one. He is the one that created all of us sitting down there and including the things we cannot see. You know, all the things we can see, the one we cannot, we cannot see. But he took up a, the form of a servant and came in human form. And it would have been so sufficient. He become as royalty and he was born into something greater than Buckingham Palace, you know, something more prestigious. But you know where he was born into, you know, a poetry. So Jesus came as a servant and took on the limitations of human body. Though eternal, Jesus entered the earth as an infant. That's another thing, you know. I keep wondering. Jesus could have come as a grown-up man and did his work in three, three years and over and come back to heaven. But he came as an infant. And it would be amazing that people would look at him and say, oh, did you just... Jesus, I mean, you need to clean him when he was an infant. You need to clean him, you know. You know, that kind of thing. He came in that very lowly state. So to be able to do this, Jesus humbled himself and became... To be able to be elevated to the place where we are talking about him today. Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the will of God his Father. Jesus humbled himself. Looking at the word humility in the Bible, I saw that humility comes from a Greek word called, a Latin word, sorry, called humilitas. And your humilitas has its deep root in humus. For some of us that understand Latin, humus is het. Het. You know? So, Jesus humbled himself. You see, the word humility actually comes from the het. You know, dust. You know? That's the root. The root comes from there. Humility means to humiliate ourselves sometimes. To humiliate ourselves. To be humble is to be modest. To be meek. To be gentle. Humility depicts lack of pride. There's nothing in me 
There's nothing in me. You know, there's nothing in me that I can glory about. Everything that I have within me is given to me by the Lord. So humility, when we, cons- when we are talking about humility, humility comes from debasing ourselves. Making ourselves of no re- reputation. Jesus humbled himself when he was tempted. Well, I mean, when he was to be baptized by John the Baptist. We know that in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. You know, <laughs> John the Baptist said, uh-uh, I need to be baptized by you, Jesus. Why are you coming to me? And Jesus answered him. He said, suffer it to be so for now. For thus it be coming to us to fulfill all righteousness. John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. But he still did not consider that. He, 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 when he looked at that, he went and said, Ah, Lord Jesus, you know, it is you that is supposed to baptize me. But Jesus said, Look, don't worry. It has to be fulfilled. So that's one of the ways that Jesus humbled himself and he demonstrated this. There are so many other ways. And we know about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples in John chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. You know, and Peter said, no, 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 Lord Jesus, no, you can't wash my feet. And <laughs> Jesus told him, look, if I don't wash your feet, then you are not part of me. There are so many examples, but I just wanted to give these two examples. The other way that Jesus demonstrated this humility was that, <laughs> you know, according to that place that we read in the book of Philippians, Jesus was obedient to the point of death was obedient to God the Father even unto the point of death you know that is to me speaks volume because we have little challenges that comes our way sometimes and some of us say no no you know I'm only human you know these things cannot continue I need to fight back you know but Jesus understood his calling so when people were harassing him and were Taking him to the cross, he knew that it is for him to be lifted up high, for him to be elevated. He knew that he has to pass, he had to pass through that process for him to be elevated. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 says, It was fitting. Hebrews 2, verse 10, I'm reading a translation, New Living Translation. It says, It was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation prophet through suffering. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9 says, And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I was looking at a place in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 3. Please see if you can help us the later part of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 3. Um, Can you put it up? Yeah. You see, Jesus was being described here. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid him as it were, we, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. We are talking about Jesus, that we, are, that we are proclaiming his name now. Jesus, that we say, at the mention of his name, every knee must bow right now. But look at what was said about him. He really, really went to the base. He was, we, we even consider him to be nothing. People who lived 
when he was walking the earth, considering him to be nothing. I want to bring to our attention today that if we are talking about divine elevation, the way to start is to be humble and to subject ourselves to the will of God the Master. To stay at the ground. Because God is one that lifts people up. But for anybody that is haughty and proud, he reduces them. So because of the actions, these actions that Jesus demonstrated, the Bible says, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. You see, for you to be divinely elevated, James chapter 4 verse 6 to 8 says, James chapter 4 verse 6 to 8 says, Therefore, it says, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. God will give you the grace to be elevated when you are humble. And the later part of that, James chapter 4 says, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So this day, we're talking about divine elevation. It is for us to know, for us to be lifted up high, we must be from the bottom first. It's the grace of God that will pull us up high. How many of us want to be divinely elevated? You see, this morning, again, I was considering the fact that, honestly, when I looked at some stories in the Bible, it amazes me that God will pick a man and want to deal with him to make sure that he understands that it's only him, God, that promotes. He will put him in a silo for some time. And he will stay there, but some people revolt and say, no, 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 and they run away, and they never get to where they are supposed to get. But people that stay there, there are so many examples. How many will I count? Moses, Joseph. I mean, you know the story very well. Daniel, all of them, all these guys, God wanted to prove to them that, look, he is the only one that can lift up a man. So he puts them in a, in a dungeon for some time. So that at the right time, God will bring them out. And when he brings them out, wow. Everybody will start to say, yeah, where has this guy been all this while? That will be the story of some of us sitting down here today. In the name of our Lord Jesus. So I want to encourage us, no matter where we are right now in our situation of life, no matter where we are right now, even in the things that we believe God has told me, I had God specifically tell me, and it seems as if things are working contrary. Believe it, I believe that God is trying to teach you some things. And at the right time, it will release you back. It will lift you up high in the name of our Lord Jesus. You see, the truth is that there is room at the top. There is always room at the top. Because none of us will ever aspire to be God. And God is far, far, far at the top. We cannot get there. We can only, you know, you know having a taste of it will even surprise the whole world. But you see, there is a lot of room at the top. God desires to lift us up there. You know, there's that place in the Bible. I'll be rounding up right now because we have so many other things to do. There's that place in the Bible Jesus was telling, just talking to people, he said, look, 
you don't want it. In my father's house, there are even many mansions. I want to lift you up and get you to that place. He said there are many mansions in his father's house. He wants to lift us up and get us to that place. But many of us right now, we are struggling with the issues of sin. How do we get, how do we get to the place where God has reserved for us if we are struggling with the issues of sin? So as I start to round up, we will pray. But I want us to bow down our head. The truth is that God is looking for people that will demonstrate himself true. And I know that God is, has located you, you and you, and everybody sitting down here as the avenues through which he's going to demonstrate his power. But for some of us who are here, you know, <laughs> sin might still be raining in your heart. There's no way you can get to the fullness of God's intent for your life if you live, if you are living in sin. We all know what sin is. Even your conscience judges you rightly. I mean, judges you when you commit sin. You know. So, if you are here this morning, and you know that sin is still reigning in you, it's still your master. As we close our eyes, is a time for us to reflect. Is a time for us to reflect upon these things. God desires to elevate us. If you think you have attained to your maximum height, I tell you, the heaven is still very far. You have not gotten there yet. So if you are here this morning and you know sin is raining in your heart, I want you to know that there is opportunity available on the cross of Calvary for the blood of Jesus to wash away your sins, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and to make you whole. Is anyone here like that? You want to say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Please have mercy upon me. Forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Wash me by the precious blood of the Lamb. Anyone here? Please, can you raise up your hand? Just as I am without one plea, oh, thy the blood. Wash it for me, and thy beast me come to thee, O Lamb of God. Anybody who raised up his hand, I'm going to pray with you. Anyone? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brother. That Lord God Almighty, the true meaning of salvation will be revealed unto him. That Jesus that died on the cross of Calvary, oh Lord. Father, we pray that the blood that you shed on the cross will not be wasted on his own behalf. But Lord God Almighty will make good use of it. To wash away all his sins. Lord, we pray for a personal revelation of who you are unto him. Oh God, that you bring him, oh Lord, to the wonderful knowledge, oh Lord, that you have for him, that you want to really lift him up. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. To our brother, please wait behind after the service, and um, one of our team of follow up will meet with you. Please, can I request that we all stand up and we'll pray? So we were singing in the morning at the workers' meeting, Lord, lift me up. 
Was a verse 2 of that hymn that says, uh, I have no desire to stay where doubts and fear abound. So we are going to be praying to this morning that Lord God Almighty, help me, O oh Lord, that whole oh Lord, where fear and doubts abound. Lord God Almighty, I will, I will not stay there, but Lord God Almighty, that you lift me up and let me stand, O oh God, by faith on heaven's table land. Lord God Almighty, as I have come, have, have known, O oh Lord, today that with humility and with obedience to your work, is those are the things that you require of me. Lord God Almighty, I will subject myself, O oh Lord, to your will. I will obey you. I will be humble. I will know it is you that is working in me. And even when you have elevated me, Lord, I will know it is you. I will not take pride in any of these things. But Lord God Almighty, I'm asking, O oh Lord God Almighty, that you increase my faith, O oh Lord. All oh, everywhere we have doubts and fears as abound. Please, Lord God Almighty, lift me up from there. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church. Either via email info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus six one four double six zero six two five eight zero.